And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Luke Smith, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are we? Very well. I went for a mm. walk in the sunshine before the program started today, and I wasn't expecting that because I thought it was going to be pouring down rain all afternoon. Well, I was saying, I was out with my father this morning, and we looked up, and all of a sudden, these big black clouds came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. There was a quick razzle-dazzle of rain, and then you walk back out, and it was 26 and stinking hot and humid. and <laughs> Humid. Got very, like, what happened here? Got yeah. very muggy very quickly, it didn't did. it? It did. Yeah, it did. We're going to correct some more misconceptions today, continuing yeah, our recent it. theme. This time, the misconceptions that people might have around something called transition to retirement, which is actually the name of a process that's been implemented by the government, isn't it? Correct, that's right. And so for a bit of context, transition to retirement is a great way of thinking about the way you want to spend your time and your money. And I find more and more people have worked an extensive career and might quite enjoy their job, but don't really want to do it 40, 50 hours a week any longer. So they created the transition to retirement legislation originally to stop a huge amount of knowledge and skill set leaving the government because of the way that the defined benefit pensions are calculated. It was a disadvantage to stay past 55, especially for the Mm. old CSS scheme. So they created this legislation to keep that amount of knowledge in the government primarily, but also across private enterprise, and allow people to say, well, I don't want your experience to walk out the door. But, you know, Mr. Jones at 60, would you like to stay and do three days a week and you could potentially access your super to maintain your cash flow? And and that's really where it came from. And, you know, a great example of that, I was on a Zoom earlier today with, with Jennifer and her two daughters, and Jennifer had forgotten that she was 71, and we're still working and still having a great time, and that's awesome. But the girls were there sort of saying, Mum, look, there's things you can do to access your super and do this and maybe slow down. And Mum still thought she was 50, full mm. of beans, cheeky. Well, you know, well, she had it all going for her. If, if you can still be well and healthy to <laughs> yeah. the point where you don't remember what age you are, yeah. that's fantastic. Oh, spot on. As I said to them, like, you know, if you want to crack on and keep working, do so. But know that these things are available. So that if you do want to just wind down a touch, and she was actually, again, oh, I can't do that because of, yes, you can. Oh, but I can't. Yes, you can. So transition today is about just sort of demystifying, again, some of the assumptions mm-hmm. so that you can use it for a range of reasons. Some you may know, some you may not know. Okay, so with all of that in mind, what are some of the more common misconceptions people have about the transition to retirement arrangements? Yeah, so the first one I get all the time is, I'm going to do transition to retirement out of the PSS. No, you're not. That's well, just, that's a just bit a, of a wet blanket right there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> let's get that one out of the way because that one's becoming more and more prevalent because people like being in that fund and they go, well, I'm going to do this when I get to this age. No. And then I get, but CSS could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but CSS is a different fund with a different structure. So you can take benefits over the age of 60 on a tax-free basis when it comes to the transition to retirement rules, and you must take between 4 and 10% of your account balance in that financial year, and you can remain in the workforce. So they are the general, that's the general premise of transition to retirement, but you can't use it and access your benefits out of the PSS, even though CSS members could do it. So that's that's the first one we can dispel. So that's a, a quite a significant difference between those two Huge. different uh, funds. Yeah, because the CSS is a pension scheme with a lump sum option. Yeah. The PSS scheme is a lump sum option 
that you convert to a pension. So they're actually inverted right. from a structural standpoint. Um, the next one I get all the time is um, I've got to take a pension on a fortnightly basis if I start a transition to retirement income stream. And the answer to that is no. And we confirmed that in a previous show where we talked mm-hmm. about pensions and the frequency of payments. The act of starting an income stream is simply taking money out of your accumulated super. It doesn't mean it has to be fortnightly. Now, But it can be if you want it to. If, if your provider allows for fortnightly, great. It mm-hmm. could be weekly, could be monthly, could right. be quarterly, could be annually. Um, so if you want to take a pension and say to your boss from the 1st of July, look, I don't really fancy doing five days a week. I'd really like to do four. And that reduction in wages is ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 of your annual income then you could go to your fund provider and say, okay, how much have I got in my fund? Is what I'm going to lose in wages between 4 and 10%? And you could draw that amount out on a tax-free basis over 60. So if you want to replace your lost income and have it paid on a fortnightly basis so you feel like you're getting your wages back, great. If you want to take it out on the 25th of June as a single payment, great. If you want to take it out on the 2nd of July as an annual payment, great. If you want to take it monthly, great. It doesn't matter how you take it from a frequency perspective. It's about drawing within 4 and 10% of the balance to replicate what you were doing when you were working on a full-time status. So it's there to manage your hours. And a lot of people say, look, I love my job, but I'd love to do three days or a nine-day fortnight or whatever it is that works for you. You can use the transition to retirement rules where you've met a condition of release, i.e. you're old enough to access your super, but you haven't yet put your hand up and said, I've retired. This is where the transition to retirement rules step in and give you some flexibility around your cash flow. The next one I get all the time is, well, I've started a pension, so everything inside the pension is tax-free, right? No. An account-based pension which is a pension you start when you have declared you've retired, that means everything inside your fund is tax-free. And these used to be tax-free. Right. Until our friends at Parliament House went, ah, we don't like the look of this. This is a tax dodge. Mm -hmm. They tax the earnings in your transition to (laughs) retirement pension like normal earnings inside a super Mm -hmm. fund at 15%. So there's no tax benefit when it comes to the internal tax your account will pay. So you're not, you're not missing out on anything by not doing this. And one of the other ones, that's a, that's a good segue into, I can sell my assets on a tax-free basis. That is true in an account-based pension, not in a transition to retirement pension. So that tax status of a normal super fund continues in the transition environment. And it's one that you need to be mindful of because Generally, people retire, yeah. start a pension, yeah. and then they can sell assets on a tax-free basis. That is completely correct, right. not in a transition environment. Okay, so to be perfectly clear, the normal tax treatment of your super fund continues Spot on. after you have started a transition to retirement process. Yep. However, the actual income you draw from the fund does come out tax-free. If you're over 60. If you're correct. over 60, yeah. Exactly right. Um, another caveat there is, well, once I've started my pension, I can add to it, right? No. Once you start an income stream, you can't add to its capital value without stopping it. Okay. So you would need, if you had $500,000 in super, you'd leave five or ten grand 
in your existing fund and you'd move over 490000 to the transition environment because your employer is going to need somewhere to make contributions from the superannuation guarantee perspective. In addition to you taking out on one side, they need somewhere to put it. So you'd end up running two accounts, which is fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. But you just need to remember that you, if you do start 100% of your account as a pension, you will need to open another super fund to receive employer payments or for you to make deductible contributions mm-hmm. or salary sacrifice. Because a great way of thinking about the funding mechanism to lower your tax, this is great coming into 30 June. You say, well, I haven't got any money. I haven't saved anything. But what if you'd made an annual pension payment equal to your rate of super contribution in June? You could start a pension. You could make an annual payment because you can take any frequency you like. You've got the money out tax-free over 60. You could then use the money you've taken out of your pension account to put money back into a super fund and lower your taxable income on the wages you're still paying. So don't just think about transition as a lifestyle choice. Mm -hmm. Think about transition to retirement as a strategic way of getting capital for other opportunities. It might be to pay down your mortgage with tax-free money. It might be to pay down your investment property. It might be to buy a boat. Whatever it is, use tax-free money over the age of 60 to your advantage from a strategic perspective because just reducing your work hours is only one option that you can take advantage of the transition to retirement rules with. Okay, what are some of the other popular misconceptions that you've come across? Uh, I need to take... Uh, the, the pension money that I take out gets added to my salary. That's another one that I get because people think income stream, they think pension. Now, the money that comes out doesn't get added to your salary because the money that you draw from your transition to retirement pension, generally over 60, is tax-free. So it's not going to have any adverse implications for the balance of the salary that you receive. So in other words, it's not added to your taxable income. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. So you're not going to, it's not detrimental to you from a tax perspective, but it might be very beneficial for that strategy that we've just touched on, or to be able to pay down non deductible debt. It could save you a significant amount of interest. And if you extend the thinking of that strategy, one to think about leading into 30 June is this what if you made an annual pension payment in June, paid down the mortgage on your house? And then on the 1st of July, you made another annual pension payment. So you've had two years of pension payment at potentially 10% of your balance straight off the mortgage on your home. You think about the interest you would save on fifty dollars to $100,000 to $200,000, depending on what you've got in super. You could significantly reduce the non-deductible debt or the mortgage that you're paying. Yes, you're going to reduce your balance. Valid argument. But... If you can pay the house off with tax-free money, how much salary would you need to earn and save to replace that amount of money? So it can be hugely powerful for other strategic considerations, not just reducing your work hours. Okay. So if you're taking a transition to retirement package, do you have to take out the same amount of money that you have sacrificed in the wages you're no longer earning by working fewer days? No. So you can take out anything that suits your situation. Let's say you earn $100,000 and one day was going to cost you $20,000 a year. Now, you might say, okay, I have $500,000 in super. So you've got to take $20,000 minimum or $50,000 maximum. 
And you might say, well, that 20,000 that I replace, that'd be nice, but I've also got a holiday coming up. I also need to pay for this, this renovation on my home. So this year I'll take 35, I'll take 40, I'll take 48. As long as it's between the 20 and the 50, you can take any amount you like on a tax-free basis over 60 to supplement the lost wages and anything else you have going on. Yeah, and that uh, figure is calculated uh, as a percentage of your total balance. Correct. It's it's calculated either on the first of the first uh, of July each year, mm-hmm. or if you start the pension partway through the year, it's done on the market value of the date that you commence it. So you've got lots of control, and as I say, you don't have to take it on a fortnightly mm-hmm. basis. So even late in the financial year you could still get huge value out of doing that because it gives you access to capital for other really intelligent things. And those percentages are somewhere between 4% and 10% of your total balance, That's which it. is how you came up with those figures of 20000 and 50000 Exactly. Yep. Yeah. As long as it's between 4 and 10, you can go your hardest. Absolutely. So it doesn't have to correspond with the money you're not getting in wages, but it might do if that's what suits Correct. you. Correct. Yeah. If you want to squeeze all the juice out of the grape and, and, and run a massive spreadsheet to the cent, lovely. Because then you'd be thinking about, well, What's my after-tax income? So whilst you've foregone 20000 of gross income, that might only be 14000 of net income. So now you need 14000 of pension to replace $20,000 of gross income, depending on your marginal tax rate. So, yeah, think about it. Use it to your advantage. But we just want to know that people can take advantage of the legislation because that's what it was designed to do. And it's, it's really beneficial for a raft of other things you may not have thought about. Okay. So what do you need to do to be qualified for a transition to retirement? Just be over 60? Is that it? Well, you need to be able to access your superannuation so you've reached your Commonwealth preservation age. Your fund provider needs to allow it, and the vast majority of standard accumulation super funds will allow that. You'd need to submit some paperwork to the fund and say, look, I'd like to start an income stream. They will ask you how much you want to put towards the pension of your total balance keeping in mind what I said earlier about needing somewhere to put employer contributions. You'd need to pick the frequency of your payment. They need to know when it starts and then they want to know where it's paid in relation to a bank account and you have to make an election that you are at your preservation age but you have not ceased gainful employment because that then helps them with the tax status of the fund during the year. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio today. We're talking about the common misconceptions people have around the transition to retirement arrangements, which is a formal process legislated by the government to help you get Mm. the most out of your superannuation, even if you're not fully retired. That's right. So what are the key things people need to remember? Well, one, you've got to adhere to the rules. So minimum 4%, maximum 10%. Can't take any more, can't take any less. So keep that in mind. Get your paperwork right because super funds get really antsy about this. Um, So dot your I's and cross your T's. Remember that your earnings are taxed. It's not tax-free. So don't start a transition to retirement pension thinking you're going to save money on the tax inside your fund. Money over 60 is tax-free to you. That is correct. And it has no tax implications to the salary that you receive. Mm -hmm. And... Remember that if you sell assets, they're not capital gains tax-free and that the big one is you could use this to your advantage as we touched on before the ad break. Don't just think about a reduction of work hours. Think about funding for super contributions, funding for an an equalisation of accounts between, say, you and a spouse. Think about it as a way to pay off non-deductible debt. Think about it as a way to buy a new boat or a new set of golf sticks with tax-free money. 
considering how much you would need to save on an after-tax basis to get the same amount. So it's a really good way to get access to capital for other strategic considerations in addition to the benefit of saying, well, I'd love to earn $100,000, but I want to work four days a week and I want to stay involved in my workplace. You know, And I find most people take that to an employer and they're more than happy to compensate them with some time and some planning. You don't want to walk in and drop that on your employer you know, two weeks from the end of the year and say, oh, listen, from next year I want to go four days a week. You might have some pushback. But I find if you, if you plan it out, um, it's, it's you know, very beneficial for you, the employer, because they keep your skill set and then you can try and get a little bit more, as much as I hate the word, work-life balance. <laughs> you, can, you can try and get a little bit more of that mm-hmm. if, if, if you're more, that more way inclined. A little bit of work-life balance won't do you any harm, Luke. No, it doesn't do any harm, but I think you know, people are asking for too much balance too early now. So <laughs> That sounds anyway. like another topic for another day, doesn't That's it? A, that'll be a beauty, that one. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So remember, the transition to retirement is something that's available to you if you've reached your preservation age. Yes. It will be a tax-free income to you if you're Correct. 60 or over. Correct. But it doesn't change the internal tax status of your super fund until you actually fully retire. That's exactly right. And then your transition to retirement pension would become an account-based pension and then you get those ancillary tax benefits when you can put your hand up and say, I'm either 65 or I've ceased gainful employment. Well, I think we've covered just about everything. Crushed it. Fantastic. So after all that, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Uh, office number 62604749. We've got envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. We've got Envision Financial Canberra where we've got all of the shows. You can watch them on your mobile. We've got shorts. We've got The Strategy Stacker handle on the Tiki Talker. And all of these strategies and these structural rules are in Smart Money Strategy your ultimate guide to financial planning available in all good bookstores and online with Amazon and Booktopia. And absolutely flying off the shelves. I think we're actually about to go for a reprint, so, yeah, they must be. Yeah, well, it's good to be popular. Happy days. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Smart Money Strategy, your ultimate guide to financial planning, as Luke says, in all good bookstores and probably some that aren't as good. Correct. Because, the, the, you know, exactly right. It's amazing. You, you'll let is. anybody sell your book, won't you? Well, they're selling it all over the world. Yeah, it's great. Luke, uh, we'll catch you again next week. See you next week. Luke Smith, back in the studio at the same time next Friday.